Good afternoon, Lake Norman. I'm Bill Russell, and you have Town Talk. This is going to be a weekly show every Wednesday, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. We're going to be discussing our towns, my neighborhood and your neighborhood. I want to first thank Justin and for the opportunity to do this. Uh, thank you, Justin. And I also want to thank Susan Medlin, who designed my logo. We were talking about it this morning. Justin was talking about the uh, logo we designed, uh, Susan Medlin and Vintage Marketing and the creative team over there. Thank you for doing that. Uh, I'm president of the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce, and again, we're going to be having an opportunity to talk about our businesses, commerce, our communities, what's going on at Town Hall, our nonprofits, and the businesses that are affecting that. My guest today, I have Stacy Phillips, who is a two-term commissioner for the town of Huntersville and also the interim director of Rural Hill, and Bob McIntosh, the founding partner of the McIntosh Law Firm. He's also the chair of Rural Hill and also the chair of the Hope House. Uh, wear a lot of different hats, don't you, Bob? A few, yeah. <laughs> Stacy, I, I remember Dick and Keats Taylor when I first got up here in 1996, <clears throat> who shared a little bit about Rural Hill and took me out there and I saw Rural Hill, had a chance to go to the uh, what was then called the Lock Norman Highland Games. But for people who don't know about Rural Hill, share a little bit about what Rural Hill is and where it's at. So Rural Hill's the most magical place in Mecklenburg County. Uh, we are a historical site, a nature preserve. We host a ton of events, and it is something fantastic to be part of. Um, it has been established now for over 30 years, and it is a crown jewel in the county. And being there is probably one of the greatest things I've ever gotten to do because I'm getting to do for my community in ways that I never thought I'd get to serve. And... I mean, Dick and Keats Taylor left big shoes to fill. What are some of the things that we do at Rural Hill? Uh, well, the Highland Games uh, 2024 is the 30th anniversary. We have um, field trips. We have people who come out just to work out and exercise. We also do things like Burns Night. And this year we're doing more and more events. Um, in July we're having a community yard sale. Um, we're really trying to open the place up so other people can learn to love and enjoy it as much as I do. And how many acres uh, of, of land is Rural Hill on? 265 acres in Mecklenburg County. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's magic. Bob, you've been chair uh, of Rural Hill uh, for, for quite a while. How many years have you been the board chair? I'm not 100% sure. Somewhere around 10 at this point, 10. I believe. What attracted you to Rural Hill? Dick and Keats Taylor came and sat down in my office. Actually, it was Dick Taylor came and sat down in my office and said, Bob, the Highland Games need you, and you need the Highland Games. And from that brief conversation came a an opportunity to serve out there on the board uh, work with the wonderful staff and uh, it's just been that was about I guess 15 maybe 18 years ago and then I got onto the board and then became board chair when uh, Jeff Lorenz passed away Bob uh, Rural Hill is, is all about events and and during the pandemic and and actually even the years right around it the weather didn't agree on a number of projects how did how did Rural Hill get through the pandemic and and the weather related events that we had well the pandemic sort of took care of itself uh, no, no, nobody could come do anything so uh, we didn't we weren't having events we weren't doing weddings so it sort of took care of itself uh, the weather on the other hand before the pandemic uh, we have a, a dedicated group of volunteers out there and a, a fabulous staff, and they worked hard to uh, make sure that we had what we needed. Uh, we got through uh, some of the events. We 
took care of the bills and uh, just tried to keep things tied up together such that when you know, we were allowed to open back up, there would be something there to do, uh, keep up with our events, our volunteers. Stacy, uh, it's the Rural Hill is from the Davidson family, same same family as Davidson College. The Davidson family is a complicated situation. <laughs> um, as one of our volunteers, when I first came in, he explained it to me. He goes, "They weren't brothers by blood; they were brothers in arms, and that's how you have to look at things with the Davidson family." Uh, our Davidson was one of the founding fathers and signers of the Met Deck. Okay. So I'm a history nerd, and I think that's like the coolest thing ever to be somewhere that significant. And I will probably fight somebody if they try to tell me the mech deck's not real, because it's real. <laughs> Explain what the mech deck is for those who don't Oh, not man. So the mech deck is like the Declaration of Independence, except it was signed first in Mecklenburg County. And there are people who say it doesn't exist, blah, blah, blah. It does. We believe in it. And there's Mech Deck Day, there's a Mech Deck Foundation. And getting to start focusing on that part of the history is so exciting for me because those are things that, you know, Charlotte gets to claim, but we have those little bits up here in Huntersville and Lake Norman too. Like Huntersville, Lake Norman is just as rich in history as Charlotte. And I'm excited that we get to put more focus on that because it's those little novice, tiny things that actually are what have made us what we are now. And it's building blocks and foundation. And I get to work at a place where a lot of that starts. And that's amazing. What, what was some of the things that, that really drew you to history growing up? Well, I'm a native. Um, and getting to see that from, and I'm sure Bob's the same way. These are families that are here. They're families I grew up hearing about. And getting to know the background of that is just as good as gossip. <laughs> like, so my family owns the old store and it's one of the oldest stores in, in Huntersville and diving into our own history and so much hasn't been kept up over the years, like written or documented. So when you get those little pieces that you can hold on to and verify or even try to help other places build on that, that's preserving part of our town and our state and I just think it's fascinating, and it's kind of like a little true crime because you get to do some investigating. We just wrapped up the Highland Games in April. Uh, the Amazing Maze, is that coming back, and when is that opening? So the corn is growing. <laughs> Maybe a little too much rain, but the corn is growing. We are opening that up on September, in mid-September. Everything that we do outdoor event-wise is based on the weather and God, and it's in their hands, and please let it work out for us this year. Um, and then it'll go through October 29th. And this year, because so many people do come out multiple times, we decided to do season passes for folks if they wanted to. Because if you have guests coming in or something, or it's a good way to work out. Bob, the Amazing Maze was something that was brought in under your administration, right? Under, under your tenure? It was, but Keats Taylor is the one that brought it in. Uh, I was on the board when it, it came on. It was a fabulous event. It provides funding for us. Uh, a lot of other, our other events don't make money. Mm -hmm. uh, the games really don't make money. And so we have to do fundraising uh, year-round to take care of these other events. And we produce them. People say, well, if you're not making money, why are you doing it? Well, we do it because it needs to happen. Uh, the Highland Games and Grandfather are going to kick off this weekend. 
And uh, the, the vision, the dream that Dick and Keats had was, hey, this is Charlotte. There's an international airport right here, huge population right here. Having to go all the way to Linville for Highland Games, that's, that really shouldn't be. We should have our own games here at Loch Norman. And so that vision is what started. And, and the maze is one of the events that uh, Dick and Keats set up uh, for us to be able to program and provide the games. And when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, some of the other programs that you have at uh, Rural Hill. But um, join us in about uh, just a few minutes. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Town Talk. I'm Bill Russell, the host of the show today. I have Stacy Phillips and Bob McIntosh with me. Bob, you're the founding partner of the McIntosh Law Firm. I think that's got to be one of the largest, if not the largest, in North Mecklenburg. Is there another? Uh, it is. A, we're the largest law firm between Charlotte and Winston. 15, 16 attorneys? We were 15, and uh, we unfortunately had one pass away about a month ago. George Cunningham passed away. Uh, and we, we miss him, but now we're 14. You do everything but criminal, is that about right? Criminal and a few other isolated specialties that we don't, you don't get into, but any uh, law that folks pretty much need, right. uh, that's, that's, that's what we do. We, we do folks' law. You know, your, your firm has been so involved in the community, uh, not just you, but your, your, your attorneys engaged in the, in, the, in, the, in the community doing things. Um, but your firm is sponsoring a number of things going on, past board chair of the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we were just talking off air about our Thanksgiving breakfast. We've got a breakfast coming up in November. You want to share a little bit about what we're doing with the Thanksgiving breakfast? Well, the Thanksgiving breakfast is a fundraiser, actually the fundraiser for the Lake Norman Chamber Foundation, which is the charitable arm of the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I've heard people say, well, you know, what does the chamber do charitably? Well, the chamber itself is not a charitable <laughs> organization, but it's always good to have charitable intent. And so the foundation was set up in order to allow the chamber to express that charitable intent. And that's that's what we're doing with this fundraiser. Uh, the fundraiser is going to benefit the Lake Norman Y uh, before school and after school and summer camp programs. Uh, we believe uh, that it's important that people have access to, to good, solid alternatives for their children. Uh, the summertime is tough sometimes. If you're working, you've got to have somewhere for the kids to go and be. Uh, the same is true with the preschool and after school. Uh, so if, if you need a, a good option uh, for that particular uh, hole in your family calendar, then uh, the, the Lake Norman Y does a great job and the Chamber Foundation says, well, that's that helps support businesses, it helps support workers, it helps support the community. This is something we can get behind. So that's what we're doing. It'll be the, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving week. The right. Tuesday before Thanksgiving week. And we're going to do it at the Peninsula Club this year. And speaking of the Chamber, next Tuesday we're having our health care summit. We're going to have uh, John Green from Iredell Health Systems, Mike Riley from Novant, and uh, Bill Leonard from Atrium. At Northstone Country Club, it's going to be Tuesday, July the 11th. We'll be talking about healthcare issues. That's a huge issue facing facing business. So again, we encourage people to attend that. Uh, if you're a chamber member, it's forty dollars. If you're not, it's it's fifty dollars. And McIntosh Law Firm is a sponsor of that program as well. Yes. So we thank you for doing that. Glad to. Stacy, we were talking a little while ago about uh, some of the programs at Rural Hill. You've got the Amazing Maze coming up. Uh, what are some of the other programs that you guys are having between the now and the end of the year? 
Well, we have Miss May's Tea coming up, and that's a very important one because it's in honor of May Davidson, who was the benefactress of Royal Hill and one of the remaining Davidson children who left the property to the county and made sure what it is is now. We have the sheepdog trials, the maze, we have community yard sale. And then a very important thing we have going on is the Sounds of the Highlands Gala, which is a partnership fundraiser between Historic Rural Hill and the Children's Youth Orchestra from Cor or Cornelius Children Youth Orchestras. And the children are extremely talented and they will be doing the entertainment and they'll be playing music from Scottish composers. And then we'll have a meal fancy nice meal from a local caterer called Savory Moments. And all the proceeds are going to be split between Rural Hill and the youth orchestras. And that way we're being able to support and help one another. Bob, I know you, every, every <clears throat> program you enjoy at Rural Hill, but is there one in particular that <clears throat> you really enjoy? Well, the, the games of course is uh, top of my list. <clears throat> so I, I'm trying to drink water, and <laughs> apparently I... I checked a, you up. Well, no, apparently I have a, <laughs> a lack of skill there. Uh, the, the games are really what, what gets my heart going, and uh, Highland Games are just such a an expression of Scottish culture, and if you are Scottish in any way, and a lot of people would be surprised to find out that there's a Scot in their woodpile somewhere. Sure. But... Um, the, the games are really what, what lights my fire and what keeps me uh, focused on Rural Hill. How many people annually come out to the Highland Games? It varies depending on the weather. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we get anywhere from 5,000 to 15,000, sometimes 20. And do we know where we're drawing from, how many states are involved in, in terms of that? Oh, I'll take that one. Oh, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the way that it looks from the one in, this year, which in my head we're already in 2024, but 2023 <clears> games... <throat> Uh, it looks like we had 10 states uh, and a few different countries. We had people from Canada fly all the way in for our games. We had a couple people from Scotland. And those are just tickets I'm able to track at the door. But our games is actually very beloved. And coming into this, learning that, it's really neat. That is such a tight-knit community. And it was one of the most positive experiences I've seen of people embracing not only their culture, but almost like it's a fellowship and, like, the warmth people had for strangers, it's awesome to see that. And, like, you feel the love and, you know, you watch stuff. And, I mean, for me, the athletics, it's insane. Like, we had people, like, world record breakers on our property. And watching them do this stuff, I mean, it's fascinating. But it's also cool that we're being able to promote that and continue on these, like, very important things. Come on, Stacey. You know it was the guys in the kilts. <laughs> tossing the cabers. <laughs> now, one of the things we used to have out there, we haven't had in quite a while, is the Warrior Dash. Do you ever see that coming back? Uh, no. No, I don't. I'm, in fact, I'm not sure the Warrior Dash itself is still in business. Oh, really? I, I think maybe it has. Uh, I don't know that it's still continuing, but no, that we don't have any. any talk about mud. <laughs> I've never seen Yeah. That was not a favorite of Mecklenburg County. <laughs> <clears throat> now, Mecklenburg County, what role do they play with Rural Hill? They own the place, mm -hmm. and uh, they are our landlord. And uh, we that 265 acres that Stacy was talking about is likely the most regulated piece of real estate in Mecklenburg County. There are 
I know six to eight agencies that have direct control uh, and input into what we do. So we are very limited uh, because we're a nature preserve, because we're in the watershed, because we uh, county property. I mean, it's just mind-boggling sometimes the amount of regulation so we we try real hard to work with our partners down at the county and uh, it's a give-and-take process uh, they don't want to tie us up to the point that we can't make enough money to keep the, the property going because if we weren't there Mecklenburg County is gonna have to mow 265 acres and that's not something they want to do they like us they're taking care of the property uh, but we have to do that within the parameters of what the county's willing to happen out there and uh, the, the other organizations that, that have control, uh, you know, we can't cut a tree unless somebody tells us we can cut a tree. Bob, when you talk about something as, bi as big as the Highland Games, how many volunteers does it take to put something like that on? A lot. And, uh, you know, you said, what's my favorite event? My favorite thing about Rural Hill is that what Stacy said is exactly true, and that is it will bite you and it will capture your heart. And we have a core of volunteers out there that they don't come because they like me and they don't come because they like Stacy. They come because they have been bitten by Rural Hill. And it's those folks that come out there and water the plants and pull the weeds and set up the displays and do all the stuff that's got to pick up the trash, do all the stuff that's got to be done. Those are the, that's the real heartbeat of Rural Hill. And if it were not for those folks, we could not do what we do. So. The games are my favorite event, but the favorite thing about Rural Hill is that that core group of volunteers, and, and like Stacey said, it, it's a brotherhood and a sisterhood. It's just it's just family, and you don't have to be blood-related to family. You just come out there and take part in what's going on and try to help out, uh, try to help out for the benefit of everybody. Stacy, is there is there a particular program that you've enjoyed the most out there at Rural Hill? Not a program so much as the cows that we have. <laughs> um, the Highland cows are truly like my little happy place. I'm the only person I know who, when they get off work, goes to work. Uh -huh. And it, it, I love the sunsets. I love the people. I'm excited to start bringing back historical things. But I think for always, the games will be my favorite because that's really the foundation of it. And that is what builds us up to be able to do other things. But if we're not doing the games, we're not doing what we should be doing at Rural Hill. And if somebody wanted to volunteer or be a vendor uh, at any of the functions uh, website that they can go to? They can go to ruralhill.net or they can email info at ruralhill.net. And myself personally or one of my staff members will get back to them quite quickly. You know, Stacy, we were talking uh, when we started this that you you are born and raised in in uh, Huntersville. I think you were born here, right? I mean, I was born in Charlotte, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> we didn't have a hospital up here when I was born. But your family has been here uh, for the whole time, and and uh, I think uh, you've seen a lot of growth, a lot of changes in Huntersville. Um, what's the what's the most significant thing that you think over the course of your tenure you've seen change in Huntersville in particular? I mean, going from a small town to, you know, Burkdale was a cow pasture and Target didn't exist to that just being something that we accept now. Mm -hmm. There are people who don't remember or know any of that, that like 25 was not a real exit. It was farms. So that kind of progress and change, I just roll with the punches with it because that's the inevitable. And I welcome people to move to this community because it's great.
Well, when we come back in just a minute, we're going to talk about your role with the town of Huntersville and what enticed you to run for the town board and, and some of the things that are going on in the town of Huntersville. Uh, come back right with us with Town Talk. Okay. Welcome back to Town Talk. This is Bill Russell, and my, your host, and um, I have uh, Bob McIntosh and Stacy Phillips with me. Stacy, we were talking just before the break. Uh, you're in your second term as a commissioner for the town of Huntersville. What, uh, what enticed you to run for town board to begin with? Uh, something I probably can't see on the radio, um, <laughs> but I just felt like the town was going in a direction that I could maybe help. Mm -hmm. um, because that's, if I, if I see a problem, I want to be able to provide solutions, not just sit on the sidelines and complain. So that's what I did. And oddly enough, the girl with the pink signs won. <laughs> and filing opens up for that office this coming Friday, right? Noon yes. Th noon this Friday. Yes. Do you see a lot of people running for town board this time around? I think that you are going to see a hot mess of people running this time. Um, God bless them and good luck. It's a lot more work than people realize. Um, but if you feel that in your heart to do, and it really has to be a true calling of the heart, not a calling of the ego, then put your name in there and let the voters decide. Absolutely. Now, you're specifically not running this time around because of your role with Rural Hill. That is correct. And that is the now it's public. Um, I have served my community on the dais, but I feel like I can better serve my community on a farm. And going back to my roots and doing what I love and what I know and taking the things that running for office provided me and being able to use it at a nonprofit, a nature preserve, and a farm. And how lucky am I? Let's talk about some of the things, though, you, you've learned. I, I know I've watched you. I think you've really grown over the course of the last three and a half years as a commissioner. What have you enjoyed most about serving as a board member uh, on, the, on, the, on the town board? helping people. Mm -hmm. um, it's the little things like somebody's trash didn't get picked up. And while other people think that's a silly thing, that's a service that your tax dollars provide. You are owed that service. Um, helping people with potholes. I like doing the, the small things because the small things are what make a community a community and a home. Um, but also, I accidentally turned into like the biggest budget hawk and nerd. <laughs> and... I love being able to save people money and being able to do that for my community and say we didn't have any tax increases while I've been elected when the world's been crazy with inflations and all sure. that stuff. That's a pat on the back. But the biggest thing I'm proud of that I've done is the Huntersville Police Department carries Narcan now. And that was a passion of mine because I, I never wanted to put a police officer in a situation where they ever said what if when it involved another human's life mm -hmm. or their own lives. So... We have had a couple officers already win life-saving awards for having Narcan on them, and I'm glad that they can be at peace, that they can effectively do their jobs. You know, a lot of people think that you guys solve all the world's problems, that you, you, you make sure that you do all of the road projects, and you're in charge of all the schools, um, but really the hands are tied on a number of issues that the town board wrestles with. Yes, if I could be king for the day, as people think we are, Oh my gosh, the things that could be done. But unfortunately, we are a Dillon Rule state. We are in Mecklenburg County. CMS is its own beast. Uh, the town's actually very limited in what we can do, but I think what we do, we do it very well. 
Um, what are some of the, you know, when I, I'm a, I live in town of Huntersville and I see a lot of road improvement projects and a lot of that, John Anarella and his board, uh, were very forward thinking and got a lot of things put into the, the, the TIP, the transportation improvement plan. So we're seeing a lot of road construction around, uh, 115 Gilead road. Uh, what are some of the projects that you see, uh, that are, that are now coming to an end? And uh, what are some of those that we're expecting in the future? So Patterson Road was a big one, and that one's now 100% complete. I Main Street in downtown Huntersville, like, I feel like we've talked about that forever and ever, and now you're seeing the progress. Um, there's now, and this is state, but you're seeing acquisitions for 73, good, bad, or ugly. Mm -hmm. They've been talking about 73 since before I could vote. Um it's a slow process, but as things are getting done, it's a good process. Um, there's a big focus, it seems, more on like downtown projects or the concerns about downtown. And then the real beast is the Gilead Road widening, and we're like surely seeing it happen on 23. And as one of my former commissioners, Brian, used to say, we're going to have a lot of headaches during these projects, but once they're done, what a relief. So when I get complaints, I even complain myself, I try to think of the end goal that, you know, maybe it won't take a billion hours to move through a few stoplights. Now, the roundabout at, at 115 uh, down toward Mount Holly Huntersville Road, that's been completed. Yes. Uh, but they're, we're still working on, on another roundabout? They're working their way up. They've had a lot of issues. I mean, you have to think the infrastructure downtown is so old. And when it mm -hmm. was built, they never built it with the vision that Huntersville one day would have a population of 100,000 people. So they're having to work through old infrastructure and modernize it and work through those issues. And I'll tell you what, our public work department, they are the true heroes and the leaders. Well, not leaders, but the true heroes of this town because nothing gets done without them. And the work and the hard work they've done in these hot days, making our town better for all this is fantastic. You know, you just talked about the growth when uh, in 1990, I think the population was 3,000 people. Uh, by 1996, we were talking about 30,000 people. Now we're a community of, of 70,000. Is that about what the population we is We are in the 60, 70 range projected. Um, and I, that just trips me out to think about because when I was here in the 90s. But some of it, too, is people have been annexed in. But still, it's a boom. Like, Huntersville is a Huntersville is a big deal mm -hmm. in the state, not just Mecklenburg County. Like, we're not the sister city to Charlotte. We are becoming our own place and have our own identity. And watching it happen, I think, is cool. And getting to help try to navigate it to be the right way is an honor I've had. Now, um, Huntersville has a very small town hall, but uh, we might have a new one coming. Certainly, Davidson just uh, took the old school and, and uh, improved on it. Tell me about town hall. So Huntersville Town Hall is supposed to be built. We've acquired lots. They're paid for right beside our current town hall. And the vision that the majority of this board had was let's build it so no other board has to go through this nonsense again. If we want to put all of our staff in one building, let's actually do it. And let's make it truly a place for the citizens. And I'm excited that we might, like this is the nerdy stuff you deal with town. We might start buying material soon. And I'm looking forward to it because we need it. Um, there were issues in the past with what they wanted to do, a former board, I was against it, but I think if you're going to do something, you do it right, and you don't tie the hands of other boards in the future to have to make these hard decisions. I've, 
I like being part of the hard decisions to make it easier on other people in the future. <laughs> um, we were talking about road improvement projects. Certainly another one on everybody's mind is Sanford Road. Uh, what's the status of any improvements to Sanford? Oh, man, that is DOT. Uh, we've seen maps, which is more than I ever thought I would see in my term because, you know, they've had funding issues over the years. Um, they are acquiring property or in the process of getting ready to do acquisitions. Um, personally, I'm not thrilled with 100% of what they're doing, but we got to work through it. And if we can get some things changed that make it better for the community, that would be great. But there is pro like progress being made. We're just not seeing it because it's on paper. And I think for some people, it's hard to understand that progress on paper when it comes to town and state and roads, that actually is progress. But until you see a shovel in the ground, a lot of folks don't think anything's being done. You know, Bob, one of the things that they were bringing up when you were board chair of the Lake Norman Chamber way back in 2010 was the uh, rail line, the, 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 the red line coming through. Um, what do we see in terms of transit or any, anything in that headway? I know that they were talking last year about a supposed tax uh, that they were going to levy for, for transit improvements. So what are we hearing on that front? I haven't heard anything else about that tax coming through. Um, in addition to the one they're already levying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to think all transit tax eventually just pays for Charlotte, um, and it neglects North Mecklenburg. So anytime they talk about a tax at all, I, I'm, not a, I'm not here for it. I, I hear you. Bob, when we get back, we're going to talk again about the firm and, and your involvement. Uh, again, we've got a law firm that's very plugged into the community. We appreciate everything you do. Uh, join us again. Come back and see us at Town Talk in just a few minutes. Welcome back to Town Talk. You have Bob McIntosh, the founding partner of the McIntosh Law Firm, and Stacey Phillips, the two-term commissioner for the town of Huntersville and the interim director of Rural Hill. Stacy, I want to ask you a question. Uh, how big a part does social media and people appearing at Town Hall, how, how big is that in the decisions that you guys make as commissioners? Um, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't make any kind of influence over us because we're supposed to be doing the work of the town and the town's people. Um, and sometimes you have to make decisions that may not seem popular, but you know that they're ethically or morally right. I personally avoid the social media stuff at this point because what I'm supposed to do is read my agenda, ask my questions, work through the process. So I don't get into that, but unfortunately it seems that that kind of like TMZ nonsense of being housewives of Huntersville and hateful, it doesn't work for me. But I hate that that's a process that now people factor into how they do town's business. And not just in Huntersville, but it seems everywhere. It's an everywhere problem. You know, it is amazing. You, you, you see some of the comments uh, on, on social media. Sometimes during the town board meeting on YouTube, they'll, they'll post comments. Um, and they say things that um, they would never say in person, uh, either about the elected official or about other people. So uh, it's the, the whole social media has gotten it's gotten kind of bizarre. Oh, we've had emails too. Like I had, an, I think we all got an email where somebody I had never read anything like in my life, and we're real people. Like we're not, we just care. And even if I don't agree with the people on the board, I know in their heart they're doing what they think is right, and that's the most important thing. But you 
you can't, I don't read those comments because I don't find them effective for my mental health and I don't think they're effective for how I should be a leader. Mm -hmm. um, somebody looking to run for office uh, for the first time, what would you, what advice would you give them? Honestly, pray. If you were a person <laughs> of faith, pray on it. Um, see what we've been through in the last year and take into account that when you run for office, you're not just running for office. Your friends and your families get sucked into it too. I had an unfortunate situation where my parents have been treated not the best because of my voting record. Um, and it hurts. Like I, I can take it all day, but you know, when you see well-meaning citizens who have a differing opinion or your family get attacked, you want to, you, I don't want to cry now. Now I just want to tell people off because they don't deserve that. They didn't sign up for this. But by proxy, unfortunately, with the climate and the way people are today, everybody now is sucked in and it's not fair, but that's part of the process. You know, you're the old store we talked about a little while ago that your parents have run and you, you managed it until you went to rural ill. It is sort of like the de facto town hall, though. Uh, you go down there on any any given Saturday afternoon and the number of people stopping in there just to sit down and, and ask your opinion, ask Danny's opinion on things. Uh, you, there, It's a who's who down there at the old store. It is, but that's also a nice reminder why small businesses are so important. Because without that little small community hub, a lot of things wouldn't be spoken about or discussed. And even during the Mecklenburg County Reval, I was able to talk to customers face-to-face -face during Christmas, like, here's the reval pamphlet, get ready, be prepared. And being able to do that for my community, even on that little level, it's, it's good, but oh my gosh, it's, it's like a little hen circle. Um, the things you hear that can come through, I mean, it's wild, but the people who come through are fantastic. And, you know, we have a lot of elected officials, former and current, that come through, and I... I Personally, it means a lot to me when I know that people shop small business because I feel like that they keep that in mind, hopefully, in their decision making. But it's been an interesting way to grow up. Well, let's talk about your, your store. <clears throat> Share for, for folks who may not know about the old store. Where is it located and what are some of the things you carry at the old store? So the old store <laughs> is at Beatty's Ford and Brown Mill Road in Huntersville near Gilead. Um, my parents have been running it for 20-something years now. Uh, we carry local, handmade, American-made, farm-grown. It's very much like a farmer's market, except open seven or six days a week. They finally started closing one day a week this year, which is crazy. <laughs> um, but it's small business, and it's a small business that purchases from other small businesses, and you know, like the Macintosh Law Firm. That is, to me, a small business. And these are the people in your community who actually give back and do. Um, even the vendors that we use that are small. If it's a, a, no, a GoFundMe somebody's doing or we're donating something to another nonprofit, um, they're like, well, you know, give them, you know, something of mine too. I mean, it's really the heart and soul of our community is the small business aspect. Bob, you guys at the firm, are, uh, we talked about it a little while ago, you're so involved. Um, why is it important to give back to the community? Because that's you, you believe that. You, you, you demonstrate that every day. Why is it so important that small business gets back to the community? Well, the community is where our employees come from. It's where our clients come from. Uh, it's where jurors come from if we're trying a case. 
so uh, being known in that community is important. And people make decisions on, well, do I go to Charlotte, hire an attorney? Do I hire an attorney here or whatever? And if they have seen some of our people out at an event or they've been to an event that we sponsored or they know that we do a lot of work at Rural Hill uh, or some other organization we're involved in, it sort of makes the phone call from them to us a little easier because they are familiar with who we are. They know who they're talking to. You're not only um, involved in <clears throat> Rural Hill, but uh, you're chair of the Hope House. What are what what is your role? What is the Hope House, and what is your role there? The Hope House is a Huntersville-grown uh, charity uh, from uh, Dr. Lee Beth Linquist, who uh, is no longer practicing here. She's 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 moved out of state, but uh, it serves women and children who are in a transitionally homeless situation. Uh, we have a, a fabulous executive director with Debbie O'Hanley. Mm -hmm. And we are working with the town, we're working with Habitat, we partner with a lot of community organizations to set up situations where uh, someone who is uh, what we call transitionally homeless, there's, there's not hardcore homeless, it's somebody's down on their luck, somebody's had a couple of bad things going on. Um, we can come in and help them to get reestablished, get their credit back, get their job stuff where it needs to be, and then get them transitioned into another uh, home situation for them uh, that is a step above what we're providing at Hope House. And uh, one of the things that we've done uh, recently is opened up our uh, Linquist Glen uh, tiny home village there, and we have plans. We've, we've broken ground out off of Beatty's Ford Road in Huntersville on some property that we're getting ready to to set up some more houses to try to move people from our uh, main facility uh, into uh, additional, the next step up. How did you get involved with the Hope House? That's something I probably shouldn't say on the radio. <laughs> However, it did, it, it did involve a, a visit to Dr. Linquist, uh, and at an opportune time in that visit with Dr. Linquist, she said, oh, I'm, I'm doing this Hope House thing. Would you be on the board? And I didn't feel like I could say no at that point. So... That was 15 years ago, I guess, and I'm, I'm still on the board. Fantastic service that uh, the Hope House provides. Um, are any other programs that you, the firm is out there uh, advocating? We do a lot with the chamber. We do a lot when our in our local churches. Uh, we encourage the attorneys to get involved in charities and events uh, that are important to them, that, that have meaning. We don't just get involved in something for the sake of being involved. We get involved because it's important to us. Uh, one of the new things that's, that's coming out is a charity up in Mooresville called Bridges, uh, Bridge of Hearts. Mm -hmm. And it is going to work with the schools, the Ireland Statesville schools and the Mooresville schools and the North Mech schools to assist with providing birthday recognitions for, for children and uh, emergency situations. If uh, a child winds up having to leave their home for some reason, there's some domestic violence or something going on, if they need an overnight kid or something like that. Uh, Dr. Dr. Uh, Morris, who used to be the principal at Cornelius Elementary School, she is, uh, she's gotten that going. And we've got a lot of support from Williamson Chapel and uh, Broad Street Methodist and several other organizations up in the Mooresville area. So that, that's coming. 
Bob, I'm the president of the Chamber of Commerce, but you've been the board chair. But for somebody who's not involved in the chamber, what, what can the chamber do for your business? The chamber just opens a lot of doors. Uh, it puts you in immediate vicinity with a lot of decision makers. Uh, it puts you at the beck and call of people who can help your business. Uh, it opens up opportunities where uh, if you're new to town or new to the opportunity to, to do, do business here, you walk into uh, one of the Focus Fridays, you walk into one of the other lunch events, uh, go to one of the chamber after hours, and you're there with the decision makers. You're there with the people who are uh, able to support your business uh, and able to, to help you further your business. Well, Bob, we certainly appreciate uh, everything you and the firm do for our community, I'm being so involved, it. and Stacy. For your three and a half years on the board, and, and I'd love to see you uh, for two more, but I understand the role that you're going to be playing. Uh, but thank you very much for your service to our community. And remember, everybody out there, if it's Wednesday afternoon, we're talking about our towns. Thank you for joining us on our very first show.